Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arscadden coming to you live from North Carolina, and hopefully you guys had a blessed weekend. We're able to rest and recover, spend some time with friends and family as we now have entered into Sukkot and continuing on with the celebration of tabernacles now, um, but just of the feasts in general. And today in our my dad's podcast, he went through uh, the understanding of why we celebrate the feasts and going through the current one we're in of Sukkot, of how coming out of Egypt the Lord, just as a reminder for the places that the Lord has brought us out of. And I don't want to dive too much into it today, um, even though that's what the day is, and Columbus Day or in Indigenous Peoples Day is every, you know, every day now has a holiday. Uh, we'd like to celebrate those, that's fine. Uh, but today we want to look at possessing our inheritance. And obviously if you follow Glory Zion, you've probably heard Chuck Pierce talk about this book probably about a million times, because any chance he gets to, because it's a good resource of possessing our inheritance, not where I'm getting this from, um, but what I'm gonna to touch on today is just a brief, brief, very crumb of what is in this book, which is very good. And this book is dealing with future generations of leaving an inheritance to your children's children, not just in a monetary sense, uh, but in a spiritual sense and providing values for future generations so that they can, they can continue to possess the inheritance that the Lord has for you. But today we want to look in Psalms 16 and look at how David relied upon the Lord to have an inheritance to be able to possess. And so there, there, a portion in scripture I think is, is very valuable in this passage of scripture in, in Psalm 16 where I want to make sure I get it right. In verse 5, it starts out. Excuse me. Wait, hold on. Things just jumped around. All right. In verse 5. I mean, all right, for some reason, this is messing up. Um, aha, here we go. Okay, anyways, I'm just going to read it from, straight from my Bible. In Psalm 16. Verse 5, it says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You support my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant times. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. And he, he obviously before talks about the reliance upon the Lord. Um, but there, the ink is important. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. I mean, we can ask ourselves of where our inheritance comes from. It comes from the Lord. And we're seeing here as we, you know, pray about leaving an inheritance to our children's children and the invaluable um, understanding that that can bring to not only our lives, but to 
the blessings of our families as a huge reliance falls upon the Lord to provide that and understand to stay within those boundaries that the Lord has provided for us and sometimes it'll be more sometimes it'll be less than we may think um, but ultimately it, it comes from the Lord and, and David talks about here says the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places indeed my heritage is beautiful to me and so we want to continue to rely upon the Lord and look at as Matthew 6 talks about uh, you know thy kingdom come thy will be done uh, and, and understanding that he the Lord is the one who guides our steps and can provide our inheritance for us. Now, with that being said, I want to go through the news today and kind of focus on this of what is our inheritance? What, what is it supposed to look like? And, and are we bringing about what Matthew 6 talks about of thy kingdom come? Obviously, the King James Version, that's how I remembered it. Um, I, growing up around Baptist and going to Baptist schools, Baptist Bible studies and camps and all this stuff is, you know, you learn King James, and so that's how, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we have to ask ourselves, is that occurring here today? Um, but first, we want to kind of give some updates. If you saw our post um, a few hours ago out of Kiev, Ukraine, we saw attacks and we're seeing attacks from Russia on Ukraine. Putin is saying the issues with the blowing up of the bridge towards Crimea as kind of escalation. And remember, Ukraine and Russia are still at war. Um, some have prophesied two years longer. And so we're seeing now that Russia's responding to these actions from Ukraine in unleashing what is being called the biggest barrage of strikes on Ukraine since the beginning of the invasion. And we got a video out from our friends in the city um, praying that they are just praying for protection. Uh, we want to pray for them, pray for you know the strength to be able to possess their, their inheritance in the land as the Lord has warned them for quite some time that this, this day was coming, unfortunately, and that they're, they're still kind of living life through all of this. But yet they're still they're living under the barrage of rockets, as is that's how Israel is as well, unfortunately. And so we're we're seeing this play out. Um, so just kind of an update there. We want to just continue to pray, God protect them through all of this. And then we're also seeing that out of Syria, the U.S. forces have kind of gone are going back and forth with ISIS forces in the fact of a couple days ago, U.S. helicopter took out um, ISIS operatives in Syria, and then yesterday there was an attack, or more so this late in the night for us, um, yesterday the ISIS forces kind of tried to retaliate towards U.S. forces in Syria, but nothing was Nothing happened. The rockets misfired, and they were able to take them out and actually prevent them from being able to shoot off other rockets. And so I say all this is going on is we're we're in a dynamic where, and we, we have been for quite some time. This is nothing new, not anything our military can't handle, but this is where we're at of, of battles within our nation and not always being talked about in the news. We want to kind of stay sober and aware about what's going on. Um, but then we also have this coming out 
of Korea is that Korea, their state media came out and said that North Korean state media came out and said this, and, and this is important for us to really focus on right now, is that um, they said through seven times of launching drills of the tactical nuclear operations unit, the actual war capabilities of their nuclear combat forces ready to hit and wipe out the set of objectives at any location at any time where displayed to the full and ultimately saying that it was a reality that these drills were meant to simulate the use of nuclear weapons so they're saying we're prepared we can go after it whenever we feel like it attack whatever we feel like they feel like their missiles are ready to launch however far they feel like they need them to and that's quite alarming um, to say the least not only for us, but for our, our allies in Japan and that region of the world and Taiwan. But what's also alarming is the fact that, and and I, there's no other way just to say this, is that, that the fact that we have Jake Sullivan, our national security advisor, the one leading the negotiations on this, is very problematic. He led the negotiations on Afghanistan. Um, I, the fear of the Lord just, just comes upon me when I read articles like this of praying for National Security Council and, and National Security Advisors to just, oh dear Lord, please come up, the fear of the Lord come upon you. Um, but then also is you're seeing comments made from the National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby saying that on news, his news rounds he makes on the weekends that Biden's comments on Armageddon they believe, and there's some inclination that prophetic might lean towards this and other nations and, and people can back this up, that it, the stakes are very high right now for America. And part of that is due to the lack of strength that our military has here because of the economic situation and then the fact that we're just – we're giving up our nuclear arsenal – through the Obama administration, we're giving up our current arsenal that we do have of weapons by just giving them to Ukraine and we're not replenishing them. And if we are replenishing them, we're not getting back as much as we we need. And it's just a, a huge, huge, huge debacle. And I want to point this out because we really need to understand that there are those within the administration who are having to fight back against what this administration is trying to do. There are those who want to protect this country, but may not have the voice or the authority to actually implement it. And so with all this being said, is even in these comments, okay, if these comments were true, now, you can never truly know. A lot of things lean this way, that way. But you wanted them to be prepared, and, and a lot of times in these situations where things kind of heat up, they go through, like North Korea, they go through drills and this and that. They play through scenarios. And so I just, through this, with what's going on with North Korea, something inside of me today just says, we need to pray and intercede for those within the administration. I'm trying to make sure I have it right. Yes, those within the administration who are making plans uh, to protect this nation Pray that they have a fear of the Lord when going through this. 
um, in the events of these simulations ever to become real um, and and that their voice be heard if god forbid something pop off and and i want to later get to an example of what it looks like uh, when that really happens uh, when someone is prepared and and they show you know what needs to be done they lay aside political lines um, and can really really serve the portion of the country with the authority that they have to best implement policies and strategies to protecting the people that they're put over in authority of. Um, so just kind of hold on to that thought. That's kind of where we're at internationally. So we just want to pray there for this administration and, and pray that they learn from their past mistakes. I mean, yes, it's it's hard to sit here and say, you know, to have any faith in, in those who are leading these negotiations and trying to prepare and plan that we know of. But there's also thousands of people, hundreds of people behind them who may have the strategy. They're going to have to know via office politics and literally politics itself of when to speak up and when not to speak up. So they're going to need wisdom and, and, and strength in the coming days if these things are true. And, and you never want to get caught with your pants down in a, in a proverbial sense. Uh, just be being prepared for the season ahead. Okay. Moving on, and I'll get back to a good example uh, of someone who's, being, who's been prepared, uh, is there's now reports coming out about how, and I think this is, this is quite true, because this has played out the last couple elections, is that uh, Trafalgar pollsters are showing, and, and have for past several elections, showing that Republicans, and more so though, those who are going against the was being pushed as the political mainstream from the media, they're staying silent. And you're really going to hear about them come the, the midterm elections. Is when pollsters ask them, they don't answer, or they may answer however the pollster wants them to answer, but in reality when they go vote, they're going to vote differently. They're not going to put up yard signs, they're not going to put up stickers, they're not going to you know wear the hat, wear the shirt, just be politically active out there and there's nothing wrong with that but i think if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about a red wave coming about th this would be the red wave that you would talk about is it as big as people think a 10 15 percent no not so much it'll be within a three to six percent margin in most areas you may have certain areas completely swing um but that'll be rare uh, but at a whole the, the it'll be things will be within a three to six percent margin, and that's how most elections normally fall out, anyways. But in this coming October uh, campaign season, where debates are going off, and <laughs> yesterday I was watching uh, a football game with my wife, and we saw a advertisement commercial for. A Democrat politician praising her, and then the next article, the next commercial was uh, her opponent coming against her, and you know, saying to vote him and the policies and things. It's 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 campaign season, and, and no, they're spending millions and millions of dollars of that uh, to sit there and say we don't have money to go around. It's quite hilarious, but uh, I point to to several things here in North Carolina, and I think this is just an example. 
of what's going on around the country is that Planned Parenthood is pouring $5 million into vital North Carolina races. They're doing this elsewhere, $20 million in um, another state, I think overall it's like $250 million that they're pushing forward. So it's going to start heating up. And, and I want to point this out for a huge reason, is that as we're seeing people being quiet, they're... Partially, they may have already made the decision. Maybe they're deciding. But you have stuff come out like this from people like Stacey Abrams who say that it's a fallacy that we know exactly when a pregnancy starts, who also talked about how it's a fallacy, it's a made-up conspiracy that uh, these heartbeats that parents get in the ultrasound. And then you're coming to the point where you're seeing, and this is why I've said it's important to ask these politicians these questions, in Arizona, and this is just one example of when you actually ask questions of politicians, is now it's coming out that Arizona Democratic nominee Katie Hobbs appears to support abortion up until birth. Is it's gone from rare, legal, and safe 20, 25, 30 years ago to now up until the portion of birth, and sometimes in some cases, as in what we saw in Virginia and now in California, of even after birth. Some even days into birth. This is quite alarming to see this type of stuff being put forward. And you also have the administration coming out last week in a conversation at the University of Texas at Austin, where Vice President Kamala Harris continues on her push for reproductive rights the right to an abortion, of going out and having these conversations, of trying to find ways, trying to provide information for college students who may be more inclined to be easily susceptible into getting an abortion for whatever the case may be. And then I'll give this example. is I saw this one. This is just completely abhorrent. Is that part of these Planned Parenthood advertisements, I got a letter in the mail the other day, I actually tore it up because I was just so disgusted by it, but I probably should have kept it, is I'm in Bohines District, if you know that name uh, uh, of someone running for office here in North Carolina. And he's come out and said, and they've hammered him, those who are pro-abortion have hammered him for it, which I think good for him for standing up and saying this. He said, he said, I think abortion is murder. I don't think he's wrong on that. And they just, they take his, out of context, they use it for what they want. Well, then they send this letter that says, Bo Hines wants this situation to play out where there was somebody who was kidnapped and an older female was kidnapped before abortion came into play or abortion was allowed in the United States and that she was then forced to have an abortion without her knowledge and saying that that's what Bo Hines wants. And that's, number one, taking a huge leap because you'd have to ask him, if you believe this, then ask him. See what he says. I can guarantee you he's going to say no. He, he's against the act of abortion in and of itself, but then also you're talking about he, he wants more laws to be broken of kidnapping. This is the, the, the levels that they'll go to. There, there is no low, you know, as Eric Holder said. If they go low, you know, go lower. I Just irreprehensible stuff for them to even be saying but I point to Virginia as a prime example because here you have a governor who got into office for simply just saying no to all of this stuff. 
being very even keel, putting on forth policies that right, left, center can get behind of abortion not up until birth, like we're seeing out of Arizona. And him also saying this, that children don't belong to the state, they belong to the families. And that was a huge, huge factor. People need to remember that. And I bring all this stuff out is because as we're getting closer and closer towards the actual election day, we want to continue to pray for those ahead of the midterms. As now they're in the decision, the valley of decision of figuring out what to do. And, and there's ways you can go to, the best thing you can do, I believe, is go to your local state election website, put in your address, and there, somewhere on each website, there's something called voting tools where you can get a example ballot, the exact ballot that you're supposed to see when you go to vote. And you can print it out, have it out on your phone, whatever. Take notes and see exactly how things are worded, if there's amendments, ta taxes, etc., stuff like that, and be prepared. That's on a, a practical standpoint of view. But also on this point of view is we something of, of hope is and, and why we can really intercede for you know, praying for possessing our inheritance at our individual level, our family level, our city, our state, is that now's the time for people to make this choice that the Lord has presented before them. And we in America are blessed to be able to have the ability to vote in still somewhat free and fair elections. There's always been problems. People in Louisiana understand that. And understanding that people have right now, and I think more are becoming aware of the realities of the value and the authority that their vote carries, despite what those on the right and left try to say of, well, they're just going to cheat to get away with it, so don't go vote. That is the worst, the absolute, I will say, worst thought process to ever have. When you go to that thought process, you've given up. Then, yes, everything you stand against will happen because you're just staying silent. And there are those in the church who say, stay silent, don't do anything, don't say anything, don't get involved, don't be in relationship. That is the absolute word. Like the 12,000 pastors in Germany, and let's use them as a lesson to not stay silent. Of the 18,000 pastors, only 6,000 said something. 3,000 for the Nazis, 3,000 against the Nazis with Bonhoeffer. 12,000 who didn't say anything. Let's be those who stand up and say a voice. And last thing I want to close out on is Ron DeSantis this last weekend gave an interview with Jesse Waters from Fox. And I'm not going to play it, but he, he talks about how, you know, there's this big uproar. And it's, it's kind of sad to see the president even going towards this, of not even reaching out to DeSantis before and somewhat during the early stages of the hurricane but then after he finally reached out and they started having conversations. And he talked about how, look, at the end of the day, it shows we can lay down our political sides to help serve the people. And this goes back to the beginning and kind of making a roundabout here on this episode. Is that we have leaders who are put in the position by the Lord, by people, they're in office for whatever, however they got there, they're in office. 
And they have a responsibility to walk out authority to serve the people in their regions, their districts, their states, however it may be, the authority that they have in a proper manner. And this shows two things. Number one, that Amer we as Americans can still lay down our issues and work together, which is a ray of hope. But then also, it shows that when put to the test, if you saw the comments made by President Biden when he was with Ron DeSantis, that, oh, I think he's doing a fantastic job, or whatever he said, I'm paraphrasing. I think a lot of the rhetoric you're seeing out there with media is what has now become known as your keyboard warrior. People saying things that in social media or through a computer or on a microphone, whatever, that they wouldn't say to somebody's face. And I think that shows even Biden himself, a lot of what he says is and attacks that he makes towards people. He wouldn't make sure their face. Just as he, he you know, he said some things about Putin, he wouldn't make those same comments to his face. And and it goes back to the question I asked early on is is are we possessing our inheritance? Are we doing as the Lord says in Matthew 6, of bringing heaven down to earth. And, and, and I'll close with this, is Dallas Willard, I, I was watching a clip uh, this morning, and he said something that was, was quite interesting, is that, he says, you know, the Western Church, and I'm paraphrasing, the Western Church has a, a problem in how it presents the gospel. And, and I think this is very distinct. He says, we've been preparing people to be ready for heaven and readying their bodies to just get out of here. Rather, doing what scripture says, as in Matthew 6, of preparing their hearts to bring heaven down to earth, as the Lord tells us, to be ambassadors, to be that salt and light. And I think it's a good representation of where we're seeing the hyper-grace message coming out of the, the American church, and, and it came out of the Lutheran um, German church as well. They struggled with the same thing that we're struggling with, is this idea that, you know, there is no hell, grace can just cover all, we don't have to worry about anything, we don't have to take up our cross and, and, and walk out and... and be disciplined, be a disciple of Christ, is we can just live our life however we want, and so be it, we're just going to go to heaven because we believe. And the reality is, is we can look at, and we have to ask ourselves is, why are we in this position? What has caused us to do this? And, and this is the difference. That right there, that difference right there, is the difference between from just preaching the gospel of salvation from preaching the whole message of the gospel of the kingdom. And so when you take portions of it and only say this is this is the whole, and as a representation of the whole gospel when it's not now that's that's what Dallas Willard was talking about of preparing them for salvation preparing them to get to heaven rather than saying okay let's that's part of it but let's take the rest of it and that's where we're at with the body of Christ today in America and I and I say that as hopefully representing a faith and a hope for the future of we're now at a point where because of the time and age that we're in, 
know, for now, for such a, we're here for such a time as this, is we're in the age where we have this information. We can look back in history and see examples of the German church of what not to do, to not stay silent, to speak out, to be involved, to whatever the degree and the authority the Lord has called us to within politics, within our church, within our communities, whatever it may be, in our families. To, and to stand up and represent his kingdom. And as we go into these midterms, that's why we want to pray for voters to vote based upon biblical, biblical moral values. 36 gubernatorial races, countless Senate races, countless congressional races, mayoral races, school board races, city council elections that are coming up. The people now have, have a decision to make whether they're telling pollsters the truth or not, whether they, they, they realize the situation. It's now time to make that decision. It's, it's, everything is in front of your face, whether you're, you're, you're on social media, you're the radio, your TV, billboards, posters, placards, at the grocery store. It's everywhere. And, and the natural reveals the spiritual, and the natural is telling us in the spirit, we have a decision to make. And Chris Reed of Morningstar talked about it yesterday. Is is let's be the light for those around us who need the Lord. But I'll close with this: is let's decide to be our light, to be the light that the Lord wants, to bring heaven down to earth, and prepare the hearts and minds of those around us to continue themselves to bring heaven down to earth. And so when we, we sit here and, and ask ourselves, why are we in this situation? Why is our country like this? Why is the world like this? At the end of the day, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and, and say, where have we, and, and we can blame churches, ministers, politicians, world leaders, etc. But at the end of the day, is, is are we walking out that authority? Are we being obedient to what the Lord has called to us? Are we, as David here in Psalm 16 talks about, how... Um, Wrong page, okay. How he talks about how the Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. And you support my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Are we... And really understanding that the Lord inheritance is beautiful to us and something that we should walk out with a true gladness and a happiness within our hearts. And so I just kind of want to be sober and hopefully uplifting to you guys today. And let me know what you guys are seeing in your advertisements in the regions of the country where you're at. Um, just to kind of help help us gain a picture of what's going on and what you're seeing um, so we can stand and pray with you guys for those specific regions. So with that, I'll close. Um, and this week is a fall break for our region in Louisiana of the country so and with our people being in Israel not be happy noon prayer today but we'll be doing our podcasts and this morning briefing uh, each and every day this week so continue to follow along and pray with us and stand as we pray for this nation and the office of the president blessings and I'll see you guys later have a good one